All righty, we're going to switch gears here, bringing Dr. James Pacey, uh, Director of Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine for Suffolk County, the Orland and Cone Orthopedic Group at Northwell Associate, Professor, Department of Orthopedic Surgery, uh, at the Donald and Barbara Zucker School of Medicine at uh, Hofstra Northwell. Uh, also, Dr. Pacey is the head team physician. New York Riptide at Farmingdale State College. Nice enough to give us a couple of minutes on the uh, Damar uh, Hamlin uh, situation. Doc, thanks so much for coming on, and Happy New Year to you, my friend. Um, we, listen, I thought I'd seen it all tuning into a Monday Night Football game, a big matchup between two top teams winding the season down, and then uh, just the shock of shocks uh, watching it, what, 25 minutes into the game with what happened to Damar uh, Hamlet, you watching live when it all occurred, and I'm just wondering what was going through your mind. Good to have you. Happy New Year, Jay, and uh, thanks for having me. And obviously, not a not a situation that uh, you you want to have to talk about. But um, you, much like everybody else, I was watching the game Monday night and um, saw the situation occur, and you know, taking care of uh, college and professional and high school sports over time. Obviously, it's a traumatic situation for everybody involved, um, up to and including, obviously, the, the other players on the field and the, the coaching staffs, but as well as the medical staff uh, who's involved in the situation. But that's why we have these medical staffs together and, and available for sporting events. You know, I'm just wondering, you've been uh, around the scene so long, college sports and high school and everything else. Are defibrillators still not in play for for many an area uh, around the island? I mean, do you know of any of that nature as far as where we're at with that? You know, ever since Louis Acampora passed in 2000, the, the Louis Acampora Foundation has done an amazing job with making sure that, that AEDs are readily available and most of our athletic sites and schools and public buildings have AEDs in them at this point. Are they everywhere? No. Could there be more available? Absolutely. So maybe this might just set a precedent of some kind, this this incident with Damar Hamlin, uh, which uh, CPR was uh, obviously in play on Monday night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and uh, also when he was taken to the hospital. So they brought him back. We knew it was serious. You just look at the, the body language, Dr. Pacey, of the personnel involved there during that game. You knew it was serious. And uh, CPR and everything else, they resuscitated him. Uh, in essence, a blow to the chest. I mean, it looked like, you know, the, the average viewer like myself. It looked like, you know, T. Higgins caught the pass over the middle, kind of lowered his shoulder. And uh, and Hamlin brought him down. He stood up, fell back. It it just looks so normal. That's the crazy part of this whole thing, right? Absolutely. You know, sudden cardiac arrest is a, a rare occurrence, especially in sports, although it does happen. Um, in most situations, it involves a cardiac anomaly or myocarditis or something along those lines. There is a situation called commodio cortis, which involves a blow to the chest at just the right time that throws the rhythm of the heart off and into ventricular fibrillation, which causes sudden cardiac arrest. Now, there's a lot of assumption right now, but there are no definitive answers in terms of what actually caused cardiac arrest. 
cardiac arrest in the situation. The NFL is doing an investigation, and I'm sure we'll get word at some point exactly what they came up with as a diagnosis. But currently, we're, we're just speculating um, in terms of what it could be. You know, commodio cordis is one that is somewhat preventable, but when it happens, the, the most important thing, as you said, is timely CPR and application of an AED. Listen, far be it for me to play armchair quarterback here, but what I, my assumption is that when players come into camp, they get extreme physicals as far as uh, in nature is concerned. I would imagine handling the same thing. Hearts are checked, cardiac, everything, levels. I mean, that, that I am sure is all in play here. I'm sure that's going to be discussed, though. No? Well, you know, there's there's only so much you can do and so much you can pick up in a preseason physical. Every athlete from the high school and youth levels through professional sports does and should have a preseason physical. Um, in terms of how much cardiac screening is done really depends on the level and depends on the age of the athlete. The costs associated with doing EKGs, for example, have been debated over the years on any and every athlete, up to and including echocardiograms. There are great programs through the Acampora Foundation um, and HeartScreen New York. You can have your youth athlete screened for any congenital heart anomalies. Northwell also has the Northwell Sports Cardiology Program that offers screening. So if you're a parent who's concerned about potential cardiac risk, these programs are available to you here on Long Island in order to get your athlete screened. He's pacing on the DeMar Hamlin uh, situation. So, Doc, basically he's taken to the medical center. Um, and thank goodness, nine minutes of CPR on the field. Getting to him quick is what we have learned is what saves lives. Um, there was reports yesterday of improvement, maybe oxygen levels, and not really giving you a lot uh, as far as the info, but pretty much sedated uh, still, breathing tube in play here. And my assumption is, from everything I've read, obviously I'm not a doctor, but my assumption is they are going to try and rid the tube from Damar, and that would be a major sign. Is that something that is in play today, even more so? You know, not knowing the, the day-to-day information, even performing CPR, there's, uh, you know, some damage to the chest wall that can happen. CPR is not a, a benign uh, maneuver, so to speak. So there could be some secondary issues even just from the CPR that was performed, and that's just the normal nature of CPR. Anyone who's had the unfortunate uh, experience of having to perform CPR knows uh, that things like ribs can break and, and things along those lines. So there could be some secondary issues from that, and that also could cause some of the, the issues that he's having with his lungs. However, you know, he's in a great place. He's at a level one trauma center. He had immediate care from some of the best trained professionals on the planet. Um, you know, it's it's been reported plenty over the last 48 hours. Uh, there's certain places that you, you go into cardiac arrest where you're going to be in great hands, obviously in a medical center, in a physician's office or a medical facility. But the medical staff available at the time of an NFL game, there are over 20 medical providers uh, immediately involved on the field, um, up to and including 
you know, radiology technicians, emergency room physicians on the field, uh, neurologists and neurosurgeons on the field. So, and first and foremost, our athletic trainers. Um, and, you know, we rely on them at Orland Cohen. We employ over 25 athletic trainers as part of our team taking care of high school and youth athletes and professional athletes as well as in our offices. So the athletic trainer is the really the keystone to the care of athletes and being there on the scene to make sure that athletes are, are safe and healthy. And in most situations, in most secondary school situations, they're in charge of the AEDs and making sure the AEDs are up to code and um, and are available for all of these events and around the schools. So, you know, we really should commend the medical staff that was on site uh, for giving DeMar Hamilton a chance to survive this incident. 24 personnel from what I read. And just to be clear uh, for the audience, you know, when you hit cardiac arrest, the verbiage there, it's an arrest of the heart, and that's what happened to DeMar. And I heard it to be described yesterday uh, as almost as if the electricity is cut off as far as the body is concerned, and therefore it is vital as far as the administering of CPR and everything else. But that's what it's about, right? Because when the heart stops, the blood flow stops and everything else, you think of the organs, you think of the brain, and that's what's on everybody's mind as hopefully this kid uh, makes it and gets some sort of a recovery in play here. But that's something you think about, right, with us? Certainly, and that's where the immediate application of CPR and uh, the defibrillator is paramount in this type of situation. So um, if you're in the situation and you see somebody who may be in cardiac arrest, initiating CPR and chest compressions is key, and initiating the emergency response, calling 911, and following in, a, in an athletic situation what we call our emergency action plan. Um, every event, every facility should and does have an emergency action plan, including, you know, who's in charge of making the phone call to EMS, who's in charge of getting an AED, who's in charge of applying an AED. Um, so these these are things that are very common to those of us that are involved in athleticism. And clearly, this went off very well on Monday night and was followed to a T. You know, in the NFL, they, they have a team meeting about an hour before the game between both medical staffs to review the emergency action plan. In the NLL with the Riptide, we do the same meeting with the opposing team's athletic trainer prior to the contest to let them know what our protocols are, where EMS is, where our AED is, and we follow this all the way down to the high school level. So, you know, when we're out covering high school games and middle school games, the first question that I and my staff ask is, where is the AED? Is it charged? Is it available? So, you know, this has always been a priority to us and to everyone in sports medicine and again, the, the keystone to sports medicine are athletic trainers really heavily involved in making sure this all happens. Look at that kid, Doc. Uh, Sean Waiting River Lacrosse, it was years ago. Um, always remember that situation. It's gut wrenching. It's gut wrenching when that happens. And certainly, you are the, heat, the head team physician for the Riptide out of Farmingdale State College there. And that is so important, the ADs and everything else. Make sure they're charged, obviously. Uh, but a very, very tough deal. Uh, and hopefully, on the mend, we'll keep our fingers crossed for 
more signs of improvement, we hope, uh, for the Buffalo Bills' safety and DeMar uh, Hamlin. Dr. James Pacey, uh, what a job he does, Director of Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine for Suffolk County, the Orland Cohen Orthopedic Group at Northwell, Associate Professor, Department of Orthopedic Surgery, Donald and Barbara Zucker School of Medicine and Hofstra, and, of course, the uh, head team physician for the Riptide of Farmdale State College. Uh, appreciate it out of your busy schedule taking time out for us. You stay well. We'll continue to certainly monitor and keep the fingers crossed here. Oh, listen, we're all pulling, we're all pulling for DeMar and uh, his full recovery. And, um, you know, we're here for Long Island's athletes, trying to keep them safe and healthy in any way we can at Orland & Cohen. Jay, thank you again for having me on this morning, and have a happy new year.